0: What is going on you guys. We are back. It is a new era here on Smack Talk on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube, Twitter, Facebook channel. We appreciate everybody who's going to be joining us here tonight. 45 jam-packed minutes, maybe 45 plus. We got some stuff to talk about tonight, gentlemen. That is all I ask for out of these shows is to give us some content, and we got plenty of it led by the Let's just start with the headliner here. We'll go to the close of Smackdown. People some people are excited, some people are not so excited, but still uh, a major player has returned the WWE and Karrion Cross, he is back. We are going to talk about that. We are going to talk about the potential of sasha banks and naomi returning to wwe we're going to talk everything that happened on smackdown tonight we have a new number one contender for the intercontinental title new number one contender for the smackdown women's championship we had a major return we had a good rampage gentlemen how we doing this evening oh good
1: how are you hey did you hear my uh my intro on uh, rampage
0: i missed that yeah no i i heard it but i forgot to do that in my intro that you got a name drop tonight which means we, we, got, we got Claudio, we got Jake and AEW. Now they're dropping you by name. Sooner or later, you're going to show up on a dynamite and you're just going to big time us and leave us all behind.
1: And guess what? I will, I will, I will sing out to you guys. <laughs> I will give you a name burst and then you'll feel all important. Ask for a raise and the bosses were blame me for it so i can i can't get away from well, it Dutch,
0: if you leave the show we ain't getting a raise we, we're getting canceled like that that's just what's, uh, no, <laughs> what's going to happen uh, i get, mean let's be you're, honest you're you're here you keeping canceled. the lights on you're yeah, keeping you're, the lights on you're keeping the articles flowing that's that's what the people uh, really, really care about. Ricky, uh, yes. Ricky also noticing the Dirty Dutch shout-out on Rampage tonight from Mr. Jim Ross. So Yeah, I definitely did like a double take. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Did he, yeah, he dropped Dutch's
1: name. There we go. I, I, I stopped it and I went, wait a minute. That's <laughs> Garner. He goes from Bucksnort and we used to pass that town all the time going to Memphis. Bucksnort. I went, what? Uh, it's a nothing little town. So I, be, I, be, I started going from Bucksnort. Nobody ever asked me about it. So I just kept going about it. I've never even been to the town I <laughs> by the, by the interstate sign. So, but I started using it. Jim Ross remembered it and he let it roll tonight. So it surprised me. I actually stopped and backed it up. I said, no, they didn't, no. <laughs> but it was good for Jim. Thank you, Jim, for the shout out.
0: SP3. How are we doing this evening?
2: I mean, I I expected Dutch to thank me because I had to remind him what time Rampage started tonight. And if I didn't, he would have missed his shout out. So I thought it was a great three hours of wrestling overall always enjoy that i like when the three hours is enjoyable i have not a lot of nitpicks except for a couple of things that's happened throughout the week leading up to this show that i don't have i don't have too many nitpicks with the shows itself tonight so that is always good
0: uh this was a smackdown that a lot of people were anticipating because it was the first one with triple h in charge dutch i will ask you after, what, a year now of doing this show with us, did you see a major difference from Triple H's first SmackDown to what we have been watching for the last 12, uh, 12 months under the guidance of Vince McMahon?
1: Oh, it's, it's night and day. One of the things I liked is uh, the the Vikings had those two guys. They just beat the crap out of them. I like that because now you don't have to do too much thinking. They just go out and beat the crap. One of them was named Mulkey. And weren't they in South Carolina?
0: Yeah, Greenville. Hot crowd tonight in Greenville, South yeah.
1: Carolina. They were in South Carolina. The Monkeys could never win a match, remember? You guys may not remember this, but the Monkeys went years without a win on TV. And so finally they turned it into an angle. And so one of the guys was named Jim Mulkey or something which was a shout out to the monkeys for starting this losing streak that they actually carried on and they became big baby faces especially in south carolina because they went out there and they fought like hell then they get beat up then they get beat people eventually started feeling sorry for them and started liking them so but i, I think it was a much improved smackdown tonight uh, i got on, on the finish it's it's up and down the 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 carrying cross thing. I do like when they put the the, the sand glass up. I, I did like that. That tells a story. Hey, the clock's ticking. I did did like that. But uh, much improved SmackDown because now you can't really predict it as much as you did before. But th- there's some changes made, and I liked it.
0: Uh, yeah, and the, and SP three. Some of these were were pretty predictable. Uh, changes I would say you know, it, it, you look at some of the changes that have been made throughout the week right all of a sudden we were getting Ciampa getting a push over on Raw now all of a sudden Shayna Baszler uh, is getting a a Smackdown women's title opportunity some of those we could see coming a mile away they're giving the the NXT black and gold faithful uh, something to smile about here with some, with some some men and women up here on the main roster now who have been vastly underutilized and misused uh, for quite some time.
2: Yeah, I, I mean we got longer matches on the show. That's always a good thing, you know. A, a long match to start the show. Ricochet got a win. That showed me that there's a change here since Shins- Shinsuke Nakamura got a win. Shinsuke Nakamura and Champa are getting shots at mid card titles next week. That's a big change. Shayna Baszler getting a big win, overcoming her Achilles heel of someone uh revert reversing the feud to cut clutch for once and yep. actually getting the victory in this one um yeah there's so many good things about this smackdown i wouldn't say that i saw a marginal change of course we keep saying that's gonna be happening over time but just different nitpicks different little small details and small changes makes for a better show but i was so so I'll be on so so on this whole show overall until the closing angle. And just having someone come back, whether whether you like Carrion Cross, whether you don't like Carrion Cross, him being brought back and being immediately injected into the main event scene just refreshes a lot of things on SmackDown. Whether they're going with Carrion Cross versus Drew McIntyre, whether they're positioning Carrion Cross as the guy to dethrone Roman reigns, this was much needed for that main event scene on SmackDown.
0: I love how Triple H's first week on the job. He picks up the phone and is basically like, Yo, Dakota, Carrion, EO, Scarlet, get your asses back here. Let's go. We're let's fire this shit up right away. I was very happy to see Cross tonight because Carrion Cross, and maybe I'm misremembering timeline because there's been a lot of releases and a lot of misused talent that's been brought up from NXT. Um, and this will be my one drop, my one F bomb of the night. Karrion Cross might be the last great fuck up of Vince McMahon. Right? Like this is a guy who should be who who should have been tailor-made. He is tailor-made for what Vince McMahon wants out of a top-level superstar in professional wrestling right the guy knows how to work he's got a great character he's got a great look he's got the girl he's got everything he was booked as a total badass in nxt and then immediately they bring him up and vince strips everything that's cool about him away puts him in a damn gimp mask and books him to lose his first match in two minutes after he goes undefeated in NXT for, what, the better part of a year? And then it's like, oh, well, he can't get this over, so they fire him! And now he's got a new lease on life. He's back. I I believe Triple H is very happy. He did not agree to go to AEW or have that cup of coffee with AEW. He wasn't really under contract with anybody, obviously, working the independents. I'm glad that he and Scarlett and EO... And Dakota are all back and they've all got this new lease on life.
1: Okay, so don't you know that Triple H, after Vince had done that to his guy? He could have taken that as a personal shot and got all pissed off. Now he's gonna say, okay, you did it to me. Now I'm gonna undo it. Yeah. Show the whole world what this guy's got. And he's gonna be a project of Triple H and we'll see how he goes got to go a hell of a lot better than what vince had planned for him which was nothing
0: can't go much worse
1: he would why he would take all that hard work and just dump it out like garbage and if you're triple h you're thinking that's almost a signal to the person who did who designed that that then they they don't have any respect for your work and it's not forgotten i think triple h is is you want to show them the right way to do things, I hope. And he knows how to do it, so he can. Yeah, not
0: everything that he's done this week has been a home run. There's been a misstep along the way or two, and we'll talk about one of the big ones tonight uh, that we saw uh, the live crowd uh, express their displeasure, maybe aimed at the wrong person, but we will definitely get there uh, for sure. Sid, this this is how Carrion should have been debuted from day one. Like, the fact that he is now here, back, making a big statement, right? Like drew McIntyre was barely even focused in that entire segment. I mean, he, he called, what did he call him? Roman reigns, the tribal queef. Uh, and, And that was about all he really got out there. And I'm sitting here going, wait, did he really say what I think he said? And then before I could even like go back and listen to it, all of a sudden you hear the music play, you see Scarlett standing up there. And yes, not only is he back, but it's it's that that's a multifaceted statement. He's back as a main player. This is the the carrying cross, the killer cross that that a lot of people are fans of. And yeah, he's he's back Every- in the main event scene. And this this changes everything, right? Like this this throws a monkey wrench into everything that we could have possibly predicted about how Roman Reigns' title reign is gonna go moving forward.
1: Okay, clash at the castle. When is that? two weeks that is september, september 3rd or september 3rd. 3rd sorry saturday the 3rd sorry For three weeks at least okay i got yeah
0: it. four weeks from tomorrow actually i think roughly yeah about that so okay. we might end up with a triple threat match i don't know lots up in the lots up in the air here is carrying across a baby face is he a heel yes i know he attacked drew mcintyre but he also stared down with the bloodline here so there's a lot of questions still up in the air regardless this was a a, a big uh, a big addition to SmackDown. They needed an infusion, right? This is Sid, This is something you and I were talking about earlier this week. It seemed like Raw was Raw got all the presents under the Christmas tree, and SmackDown wasn't getting a damn thing. They got a big one in Karen Cross tonight. Nan, Sasha, Naomi might be coming back here soon, reportedly. Reportedly, Dutch. Thoughts on Sasha and Naomi now maybe pulling the the one eighty and, and coming back to WWE with Triple H in charge at least well, that, that, now the belief. The belief is they'll be back sooner rather than later.
1: Well, that would be a big uh, feather in Triple H's uh, cap if he could get them back because I think they are missed. You could you could tell in that that girls' match, which wasn't which wasn't bad by the way, that six man gauntlet. And, but it confused me. When they got a pin, I thought they just kept coming. is that a way a gauntlet works? You have two minutes, and then somebody else comes in. Then you have a three-way. Do you beat somebody?
0: Oh, no, 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 no. no the, 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 the gauntlet is after somebody gets eliminated, the next person comes out.
1: Okay. But anyway, but it wasn't bad. And I'm kind of glad that Shayna uh, Baszler won it because I think she's been underappreciated, too. And it kind of, how many, how many girls did uh, Rodriguez go through? Four.
2: Four. Four.
1: Yeah. That was good. So, well, let me ask you a question. Before we get started, I think you were going to bring this up. When little Liv Morgan come out tonight, they were booing the hell out of her. Mm -hmm. Now, where's that from? Sid, you want to take this one?
2: Because WWE, I know you watch Smack Talk. I know you watch the stuff I do, but you didn't listen to me. This was not the right move. It's because Dutch at SummerSlam, you saw the finish. They kind of showed it on the show that they had basically a four four and a half minute matchup where Ronda Rousey dominated Liv Morgan. She puts puts her in an arm bar and Liv taps out at two and then gets a three count on Ronda because Ronda's shoulders are on the mat. So Ronda Rousey beat her. But yet, but yet, and then she beat up, you know, beat her up after the match, which was supposed to be kind of a heel turn for Rhonda. But then she also beat up a referee, which is a babyface move. So it was a lot of confusing messages. And I just said before the show, you were Dutch, you were on True Hill Heat with me when I said it. They should have had Rhonda get disqualified, have Rhonda not be able to beat Liv Morgan. That puts over Liv Morgan as a formidable champion. And then Rhonda, gets disqualified out of her frustration and then the heat of the finish goes on Ronda it doesn't go on Liv but because they did the finish this way all the heat is on Liv she was booed out the building she was told that she tapped out and that's why because they they botched this finish this is the first real challenge of this new regime of Triple H because this was his only real big misstep on the night at SummerSlam
1: well, the good thing about it is they have 51 more weeks this year to fix that. That's all they got to do. But I actually think now when you when you bring that up to me, they may have to do a little bit of a politics in the dressing room because Rhonda was going down. Then they kind of had to fix it with her. So they come up with that, and she agreed to it, you know, as long as we could see that. So she didn't really get beat. It, it doesn't really hurt her, and she gets suspended. I think she's... I think there was some politics played in that one and it wasn't the right move, but to get Rhonda, maybe to go for it, because, you know, she could pull another Brock Lesnar too. and say I'm not doing it. I'm walking out. You know? So who knows what went on And in hindsight? Yeah. It was maybe a mistake, but that's the thing about wrestling. 51 more weeks this year to fix it.
0: Yeah. Part of the issue was, and this is, I believe wrestling observer reported this, that Logan Paul and Miz ran long. And so they decided to cut time off of the Ronda and Liv Morgan match for whatever ungodly reason, and we ended up with the the four minute uh, booking match that uh, that we had there. I'll be, I'll be honest, I don't, I don't.
2: I mean, Miz, Miz and Logan Paul went fourteen minutes. It's not like they went twenty. They went fourteen. I, I don't minutes. know why they had so,
0: to. Why they had to cut anything? They didn't have a heart so- out. But but, but I'm just but I'm
2: just saying if they took like two or three or four minutes from Liv and Ronda, it's not gonna change the fact that that finish was a, that was the wrong finish yeah. to do. Like like I said, the finish that I came up with with Ronda getting getting you know disqualified is it protects Ronda, which obviously they wanted to do with this finish. It puts over Liv more than her getting a fluke victory after she already tapped out. She doesn't tap out, which also makes her look good and and all the heat of the finish goes on Ronda. That's what the point should have been. The heat should be on Ronda with the finish, not on Liv. I felt bad for Liv in this whole situation. You could tell she was kind of frazzled by the reaction. But I did
0: think that she responded well, right? I did think she responded well by kind of talking to the crowd and saying, yeah, all right, guys, I appreciate you calling me out of my shit. I, we, we, I think that was Liv's way of kind of saying, look, we get it. Let's let's move on. It was a bad booking decision. Let's let's let that live in the past, right? I think that was her way of saying, All right, we get it. Now shut the fuck up and let me move on. I think that was good. But yeah, obviously she was frazzled at first because she wasn't expecting that. She was not expecting to go because well, she's been expecting- getting great crowd reactions until tonight.
1: Are you saying that she didn't expect that reaction at all?
0: No, I don't think she but you, you could, could tell by the look on her face, she wasn't expecting that.
1: Well, she's not a really good strong promo promo or either so anyway anyway, I don't think it hurt her I don't think it said anything back it just uh, it didn't offset anything or delay anything they're gonna continue to go in the direction they were going anyway so I don't think it hurt anything it's just a little bump in the road
0: yeah I I think I, I think they're smart enough not to panic right like it's one week we'll see if they can kind of recover from this uh, depending on what their long term plans were, anyway, uh, I, I'm still willing to bet that, you know, we're not going to get a one on one match at Clash of the Castle. I think maybe Rhonda might be involved in some way, shape, or form there. Um, but it is nice to see Shayna get this spot. And hell, I'm seeing people on Twitter uh, who are saying, put the belt on Shayna, have Shayna win the belt at Clash of the Castle. And which I'm going, some of y'all. Bastards were like tweeting love and live Morgan like two weeks ago, saying how happy you are, and now all of a sudden you're like, put the belt on Shayna, you fickle M.Fers, Jesus! Can <laughs> we let this woman run for a little bit, let her cook for a little bit? Damn,
2: I saw people. Dutch is right. You gotta, you gotta let it play out, and you know it's one week i saw people on social media saying that live mortgage should turn heel like it was like what are, what are we talking about what are we, what, are we do- what are we doing here but i think shayna baszler was the perfect choice because if they are going the direction of ronda turning heel ronda and shayna as the top heel yes. act to you know counteract how raw has bailey's group as the top heel act the top heel act on the woman's side on smackdown being ronda and shayna running roughshod breaking. Breaking arms, breaking legs, that's what I'm here for.
1: Well, I think it, it works in Rhonda's favor, really. Cause she got screwed. Now she can go out there and says, Hell with all of you guys. I'm gonna smash everybody's put in front of me. And bruises are for other people, they're not for me. I think it will work for her because she's a natural heel anyway. We all agreed yes. on last week, she's a natural heel, and if she leans that way. Because when she goes to the ring, well, she has been. She's been smiling and, and all that stuff. And she gets in the ring, then she's a badass. I think that smiling and all that on the way to the ring, uh, I think that's going to stop and needs to stop. and need to start to stop a long time ago. They never should have changed her.
0: 100%. Triple H comes in his first pay-per-view on the job, and boom, Becky Lynch's baby face. Ronda Rousey's a heel again. He corrected those mistakes. It's unfortunate that Becky separated her shoulder, and she's going to be out for, uh, for some time. Uh, So we'll see how that alters things over on Raw. One thing that we do know, Triple H's first SmackDown in charge tonight. Now, all of a sudden, that women's tag team title tournament is an actual thing. Uh, Reports were that Vince had no plans to do anything with that far back as two weeks ago uh so now all of a sudden triple h has got some some thoughts and plans in motion there and michael cole on on commentary tonight was basically like i'm excited to see what teams are going to get put together and developed for this because they don't have enough teams to form a tournament right now in sp3 you talk about Shayna Baszler and ronda rousey all they need is four teams all they need is four you are you're absolutely right all they need is four. Maybe they can do kind of like a round-robin thing with the four, double elimination, something like that, kind of shake it up, elongate it a little bit. Because I look at Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, and I'm going, that might be a team i put the belts on, to be completely honest with you. Maybe maybe Liv Morgan somehow escapes uh, Clash of the Castle if they turn that into a triple threat match. And, you know, Shayna and Ronda can get pissed off and, and go after the tag team title. They teased something a while back with, Ronda and Shayna talking about the tag team title belts or at least the tag team division anyway. Could you imagine a moment where Ronda and Shayna win that tournament? They're holding up the tag team title belts and then we get that kind of like punk Cena moment where Sasha Banks and Naomi come out with their tag team titles and then we get the stare off in the middle of the ring. Give me that, please, and thank you. I don't know how this tournament's going to shake out, but that's how I would love to see it shake out if Sasha and Naomi are coming back.
1: Great idea! I like it. Thank you. Book it. <laughs> no, I you know have good ones every one, once in a while. No, seriously, okay, you just pitch that off the top of your head because, but that—that's probably the—the the thing that will work. Sometimes the first thing is the best thing, but when it goes around the table, like in creative, it's going to change and change and change and eke yeah. and slant. But just go with that. That's perfect. You set it up and. What else to do is just work out some rough spots in it, and that's it. Because it books itself. And when you try to rebook it around that table, it loses its flavor. It loses its punch.
0: I think there will be a lot of people saying maybe they they put the belts in Bailey's new faction, uh, which, you know, wouldn't be a bad idea, either going with Dakota Kai and uh, Eoskai as well. Somebody asked uh, in the chat real quick here, I'm trying to f- find it ah there we go uh john castro saying with the the returns that we've seen so far who do you all think is going to come back next sp3 any guesses because i don't think triple h is done
2: no he's definitely not um i think sasha banks and naomi i think after they're done with their conventions and you know making money outside of wwe i think they're on this weekend yeah yeah they're on their way back i think uh johnny gargano he said he's watching what's going on in wwe and AEW. i think it's more likely that he's going to wind up back on in wwe especially on the raw side with the raw you know Champa getting the push you got theory as mr money in the bank that's a lot of connections for the for johnny gargano to get come back and immediately have a story so yeah i think johnny gargano if it's not sasha and naomi it would be gargano uh
0: remind me where's raw this week
2: cleveland ohio
0: hmm. so hang on john johnny gargano from cleveland Tommaso champa longtime rival and tag team partner has a united states title match this monday in cleveland I'm not the first person to make that connection, by the way. Uh, I I saw a lot of other people talking about that, but uh, look, if we're going to do this every single time AEW sniffs the city of Cleveland, we need to start doing it with WWE too. I'm just throwing that out there, but my money would be on Johnny Gargano. Uh, I think he's a slam dunk. Uh, I saw somewhere out there on social media, maybe Dexter Loomis uh, might be making his way back. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind uh, Indy Hartwell coming up to the main roster, then bringing Dexter back. You get index on the main roster with Johnny Gargano. And maybe, you know, you do something with theory who, by the way, was noticeably absent all week this week. That, I know he got his ass whooped in the main event, but for a guy who was heavily pushed heading into SummerSlam and featured prominently heading into the main event, he was not around this week. I
2: did find
1: out I, I think they put the they they didn't stop it, but they put the brace on it right now.
2: Well, to be
1: throw it down. To,
2: to be fair, he did have a death in his family. His uncle, oh, he, his uncle passed away. He his uncle passed away. He put it out on Instagram on Sunday that his uncle passed away so that's that's possibly the reason why he was off of TV to you know grieve a loss in his family
0: okay fair enough i did not know that so uh our condolences
2: uh, to I,
1: you know my 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 condolences to the family but him missing a week I, I don't i think does not hurt him i think it could actually work in his favor because yeah. that's what that's what we need sometimes you know, if somebody is gone and nobody misses them what's that tell you he's not over that's exactly what it, it tells you so and but I I said a worst theory tonight I said that too yeah so it means that he is lodged in and he's associated with the top guys there so if he's not there I'm wondering what's
0: noticeable wondering. It's, it's noticeable
1: wasn't. but then again mr Rick nobody's is kind of tuned into it like we are very i very mean Sid, Sid is, but he's one of the few too so we're tuned in on that stuff so sid's tuned in
0: to a, a whole different level all right let's let's sweep back through these shows tonight uh let's sweep back. i meant that in a great and a positive way i really did i wasn't taking a shot uh let's sweep back through here and uh, talk about what we didn't touch on uh, I love the opening to SmackDown tonight. I'm going to need every single replay review to go exactly uh, as it went with with Pat McAfee tonight from now on uh, him just uh, getting on there and doing the full NFL draw the the formations on the screen of him. Yeah. Oh, the telestrator just circling happy Corbin's sack and him just describing his foot going into
1: Corbin's balls over and over and over again. Corbin needs to send him a check (laughs) because he's getting Corbin over and Corbin's just watching it.
0: This, this was so damn good. This, this is ball humor. I can get behind not, not, not whatever this Ms. Crap is. See, you can do juvenile humor if you do it correctly if you have the right guy doing it, Pat McAfee is obviously the guy to do that. And the language he dropped his, his inflection behind everything. I loved every little bit of this tonight, Sid, just a fun way to open and an, and a simple way to set up a match between Corbin and, uh, and Ricochet to open
2: up the show. And Ricochet sounded so much more comfortable talking in that backstage segment. with, right? with uh, uh, Happy Corbin.
1: Yes. That, he had to be 15 feet in the air. See some of the things he did tonight. I knew he was a great athlete, but he was better. He's better than what I even thought he was, because those those things he did are are tremendous. I mean, if he just had some more ability to talk, I think he'd be a a number one guy.
0: But I I do agree with Sid though. It was a very simple promo exchange between him and Corbin tonight. But he definitely. It, he looked like a dude that had a 50-pound a weight lifted off of his shoulder. He just looked more
1: comfortable because I think there's a dude that he trusts there. and That's cause, that's cause, that's cause of nervousness. And I'm sure that Triple H got him on the backs His guys. Things have changed. I know you all, but I don't know you as boss Boston employee. We're all together in this. And I think when he when he kind of set the stage... I think a lot of nervousness lifted off those guys like it did Ricochet. And I think you get a lot more with people with with, with honey than you do with vinegar. And I think that's what they felt. And they're going out and they're proving him right. Because it went, even when I was there and Triple H was there, everybody was loose. Because he's Vince was never accepted as one of the guys. He's the boss. So you can't say certain things. And we all know what that feels like. But when Triple H come in, he's just another one of the guys. He's one of the boys. So you can go to him and you can give him a crazy idea. And then he can say, well, it's a great idea, but, but, but. Or he can say, hey, I love that. And you go. And I think he's he's helped the backstage attitude a lot.
2: Sid, you had something you wanted to add there? No, I was gonna ask Dutch because one of the uh, reports that came out is that Triple H has kind of uh, said that they're not censoring words like wrestler and wrestling anymore. You being, you know, a wrestling legend, Dutch, were you ever told that that you couldn't say those certain words when you had to do promos?
1: Well, they never wrote them down for me, but I was aware of the aware of the things I needed to avoid. They never said anything like for when after, I don't say rustler and don't say belt, and don't say, you know, of course, I don't know if I would ever want to listen to him or not. You know, sometimes out a force of habit, you can, you, you can say it, it may not be appreciated, but I think Vince would say, well, hell, he's been in since damn Jehovah. So hell, let it go. You can't take that out of him. So I think Vince respected me because of the years I, I put in this business. Cause he always called me an old timer anyway, which I was, which I am, and I was ah. broke in about the same time he was. So he had a he had a modicum of respect for me in in that. But I never, I never, I don't think I ever used the word wrestling or wrestler, or, because I already knew about the the rules, so I, I never tested it.
2: And you know, I popped the last couple of weeks when Michael Cole said uh, you know, WWE fans instead of WWE Universe. I okay. popped even bigger when Roman Reigns said hospital and not medical facility. Local medical facility, yes, I caught that as well. I'm like, wait a minute, what? It's
1: oh, just let me ask you something. What was even the purpose of that? What do you mean? Why did Vince insist on not using the word wrestler? our hospital ask him
0: i don't freaking know
1: i'm asking you that's why i'm saying i don't know I don't you know. met the man met I, I don't know person. dive into his brain dutch i don't know why does he do anything why does he always have the hometown in all these years people lose to... nobody's ever given a reason why he would do that wasn't that because he didn't want it to it's, it's for tv use correct he didn't want those words See, Sid knows. Sid's agreeing.
2: Yeah, I think it was like certain like buzzwords that he think, that he thought didn't sound good on TV or something like that. So it Visickman is a weird person. I mean, Dutch, have you ever sneezed in front of Visickman? I'm sure he didn't like you after that.
1: It wasn't ever, what.
2: Apparently, one of his pet peeves was people sneezing.
1: Never sneezed in front of him. Well, he's a germaphobe too. Yep. Yeah. Basically, when I was there, I, I I couldn't even get a meeting with him. So I never sat in on a creative session. And after a while, I didn't want to sit in on a creative session with him because all you had was a bunch of writers from the Ithaca, New York, Times, Daily, Journal, Gazette, sports pages who had only seen wrestling off, you know, USA Network and maybe... Uh, uh, WrestleMania had no idea even how wrestling worked. Never, never even had an idea how the stories worked. So, but that's what he wanted. So I, I think because Vince wanted to run everything, and he could pick those wrestlers—I mean, those writers apart in their in their writings or their ideas—he could just pick them apart. Of course, nobody's going to talk back to him. So he had to. I think he was just on his on his own head seat there, and everybody else. You're gonna do it my way. You're gonna be gone.
0: John Castro asking with Triple H being in charge of creative. Uh, what do you got? Who do you guys all see? From leaving AEW to come back. See, that's that's one of those things where it's tricky because now you're talking about dudes who are under contract, right? Like it's it's really easy to sit here and say, yeah, hey, good. Carry and Cross can come back because he's not under contract with anybody exclusively. So I don't know. I don't know who the first person to <laughs> jump ship with. It ain't going to be anybody who left WWE and signed with him. Those guys are gone. You you heard Tony Khan say that he's got Malachi and Adam Cole for five years apiece. So good luck hoping those guys are going to come back anytime soon.
1: Yeah, but who does WWE need now? If you got good creative, you don't need all those many people. If you got good creative... You can create things with your own group. It's true. And anybody that can't do that doesn't need to be in the wrestling business, basically. Because you could take a small group and tell some hellacious stories. It's like seeing a movie with stars you've never seen before. If the movie is good enough, you don't mind the stars. Because now you're seeing that guy as a star, this guy's a star, and you don't have your A listers there, you have B listers, but that doesn't take away from the movie.
0: I mean Sid, perfect example of that is the MCU. How many like outside of like Robert Downey, right? Like who was like an A lister, A lister that got hired on to any to play any of these major roles in the MCU? Sam Jackson. Yeah, a couple of major names here, but it's the MCU that made guys like Chris Hemsworth uh an A list Hollywood actor. It's the same thing. Same exact thing. So that's a very good point, Dutch.
1: Well, thank you. You're
0: welcome. Uh, one thing that also also that I noticed tonight uh from several different people, and it's making me think that we, we saw the report that Triple H is letting people loose with their promos a little bit. I think he's letting people loose with what they're allowed to do in the ring as well. Cause we saw several different people like toss out some new moves tonight. I saw some new stuff from the Raiders, I saw some new stuff from Happy Corbin, I saw some new stuff from Ricochet
1: tonight. Dutch, did you notice that a little bit that the, a the little, guys a little bit? And i saw really when you talk about the the cloud evaporating over the dressing room i saw that in uh, what's his name the spectator guy that said he was great ricochet
0: yeah
1: again i've been hit on the head these names run together man he was doing some moves i've never seen him do and i sat back and i went what the hell where's this guy been but maybe he said well maybe i'm not breaking my good stuff out to things change and now they've changed I was really, really impressed with his uh, with his performance tonight. I mean, I, I used to do it like every night, do stuff like that, you know, So, Well, obviously, so, yeah. It's nothing new for me, but he impressed me tonight. And even the Raiders, they had some good stuff tonight, too. I liked their stuff, and I liked that, that job enhancement group they had for them.
0: Yeah, Johnny and Jacob Jobber, yeah.
1: But now if you, but if, but if you had your regular guys in there, you just sacrifice them for the Raiders and you're going to put these guys on your, on your live event shows, you actually take away from their drawing power. Yeah. Just putting those jobbers in there, those enhancement talent, it saves that. I like that. I mean, you can overdo it like anything else, but do it every now and then.
2: And I just like the fact that both Raw and SmackDown focused on a few shows. Like, I think Raw had four stories the entire night. They had the US title, they had Bailey's group. They had the Street Profits going through their losing streak and Edge's return feuding with the Judgment Day. They had four stories the whole night. And then on this show, it was all about Sami Zayn and the bloodline, the bloodline, you know, Roman Reigns getting ready for Drew McIntyre, which all of those were connected into yeah. the, you know, the return of Karrion Cross at the end. So we got a big payoff to that story at the end, and it progressed throughout the night. Sami Zayn was great in all of those backstage segments as trying to be the honorary oos. He had the line of the night when he when he told Jay Uso, my dog, my dog. (laughs) (laughs) The the delivery of that is one of the one of the best line reads that I've heard on WWE television this year. It's what it was one of the best. Just the delivery of that was so on point. Uh, you had the woman's gauntlet with everything going on with Liv Morgan. You had the Viking Raiders and Kofi Kingston. They had the promo with Kofi, with segued nicely into the Viking Raiders getting their swash win. Then Kofi lightened them up with the kendo stick. Kofi got a huge pop. That's probably the biggest pop I've heard for Kofi since he was WWE champion. And that segued into Kofi versus Eric, which was a solid matchup. But That's once again, like four different stories, the entire night, two hour show, it makes the show flow so much better. When you focus on certain stories instead of segment here, Segment here, segment here. That's it. And the only other story that I forgot is, um, you know, the Corbin and and Pat McAfee, McAfee getting Corbin over. Corbin got a huge response to the bum ass Corbin chant, and you know, the booze, and then the Nakamura getting the number one contendership. So that was like four or five different stories, but it made the show flow so much better.
0: Couple things. One, I noticed that they did not do any kind of punishment for Ludwig tonight after he lost. So I'm wondering if they're going to drop that. Uh, because that might have been leading toward a breakup, as as Sid uh, questioned a couple weeks ago. But two, I wanted to ask you guys, where do you think we're going here with Sami Zayn and the Usos? Because after the Usos dispatched of the Street Profits, they and they beat the 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 Mysterios on on Monday. There's not any babyface tag teams left for them to fight. So I'm sitting here and I'm going, all right, Triple H, if you're gonna give us something, if you're gonna start giving us shit that we have wanted for years. This has got to lead to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens winning the tag team championships from the Usos. Does it not? Like this has to be the time. If there was ever a time to strike, it's right damn now. Is it not? SP3.
2: Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, aka Kevin Steen and El Generico is one of my favorite tag teams in history. And WWE fans don't know how great they can be as a tag team. Yes, they were with each other in 2017 to 2018, but you haven't seen them at their best. Their feud with the Briscoes is one of the best feuds in Ring of Honor history. They've had great matches with the Young Bucks and PWG and ROH. They haven't let them go like they can go as a tag team. And I think as a babyface tag team, this could be something that can really give the tag team tag team division, a shot in the arm, which was the only other thing besides the Ronda Liv Morgan finish that I hated about SummerSlam was the street profits losing because the Usos winning just made me feel like what's next for this tag team division. So I hope tonight was the start of the story of Sami Zayn turning baby face, maybe with Kevin Owens and them going after the titles.
0: I think Kevin Owens would be a, another great addition to SmackDown, and then you could start moving them around after they win the belts there, obviously. Dutch, do you have something to add there?
1: Well, it, it's like it, it's time for the same, same thing. It's time to shoot the angle. Pull the trigger. Let's go. And then they beat the crap out of him, and nobody's going to help him because nobody likes him. And then all of a sudden, Kevin Owens shows up. The people will pop, and they may not they may not say in they see the Sami Zayn thing coming. I don't think they see the Kevin Owens thing coming. I don't. Because, but when they join, they go, oh, yeah, we kind of forgot that. Yeah. Now they have a life of its own, and they can take that. And they, Now, they can run with that because you got two creative guys in there, and they can go, and if their ideas are listened to, I think they got a long run ahead of them. And a run that can actually, you know, they can change opponents and do all this. But I think the, the Usos need something. And of course Sami Zayn has to he has to click off them. Kevin Owens comes in. I think that's a that's a can't miss angle. Yeah. I don't think you can miss with that.
0: Right now it's it's hoping and praying, you know, that they involve they involve, involve Kevin <laughs> Owens in there, but he's not doing anything right now. He wasn't on Raw again this week, didn't have a match at SummerSlam. Uh, it appears that his stuff with Ezekiel uh, has has been dropped. I don't think we're ever going to get that 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 final match between uh, those two or the third brother or whatever. It's going to be interesting to see what exactly fades away. Another absence tonight was Butch. They didn't have anybody from Sheamus's group on the show tonight. I, I was very interested to see how Butch was going to be presented on TV. That's another one of Triple H's NXT guys, Pete Dunn. So I guess we'll have to wait another week to see wh- how those guys are going to shape up. No maximum male models tonight either. I was slightly disappointed uh, in that.
2: No Mad Cat Moss either, so oh. some noticeable misses. Took,
1: they actually took the people off I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder
0: you like the show tonight.
1: I did like the show. The people that just they just they just wear your ass down was showing every week. I didn't miss them, that's why the show kind of flowed along. You know, Madcap Moss, I don't mind not seeing him. The Maxwell model models dead on arrival. I think they're still dead on arrival. I don't, I don't even think Triple H could say that, but he may. I don't know. Who else did you say? Seamus and his partner, Seamus's
0: group, Seamus and Ridge and, and Butch.
1: Didn't miss them, didn't miss Butch, but I think Bush is the uh, Butch is the key to that too, because I think they're and let's see what let's see what Triple H can do with that, because we can we can judge him on how the how he's gonna handle, and he may have the same attitude we do, like God don't show me that again, because this was Vince's show,
0: yeah,
1: always oh, Vince's show too. This was Vince's show. And I could tell Triple H, he could be sitting back saying, God, no wonder your ratings are not increasing. I mean, because it's the same crap every week. And the riders were useless to stop it, powerless to stop it. And now Triple H is in there, and hes I, I think he's hes going to make a big, big dent in everything.
0: Yeah. Uh, Steven saying no Lacey Evans tonight. They did say a couple oh, weeks
1: ago. Heard- yeah, the couple of weeks back but saying that she wasn't cleared her. to
0: compete, so maybe she's legitimately injured and that's why she wasn't involved tonight. But
1: But I didn't miss her till you brought her
0: up. I, I I noticed she wasn't there. I noticed she wasn't there, but,
1: but I just
0: figured she was injured and that was that was, was the explanation. That's why I didn't question it.
1: I did think she wasn't in the gauntlet match, but there was no spot for her in there anyway. No. It's better she's left out of that.
0: Yeah, she and she's been winning. You want you want to there like when they put that gauntlet match together tonight. I'm like, all right, well, who who's winning? Because none of these ladies outside of Raquel has really been winning matches on a, on a semi regular basis. So this was obviously their way of making somebody quick. And I like oh. the way that they booked it, making Raquel strong all the way through and then getting Shane that win at the end.
2: I'm sorry. When I saw the people in this matchup, I was like, it's gotta be Raquel or Shayna Baszler. So I was happy that that was the final two because I was like, Shayna Baszler was the best heel option and Raquel was the strongest they booked. So it needed to come down to them and they did it the right way. That's how you book a gauntlet match. You have the baby face, go on a nice little run, and then the heel at the end steals the victory. So they did it the right way.
0: All right, we're officially in extra time here. So uh, we're going to try to rapid fire our way through. We still got ra- uh, Rampage to get to, but we do have a super chat from Ronald Curtis. Uh, we appreciate it as always. Uh, Vince McMahon on Pat McAfee's show said uh, being called a WWE superstar is better than being called a wrestler. He said uh, it condescendingly. Uh, maybe McMahon felt wrestling is inferior and inaccurate. I, I honestly think like Vince's whole thing is he wants, like, Look, he always catered to the mainstream audience, right? He wanted to create global stars, and wrestling doesn't get a lot of mainstream coverage, and Vince wanted to change that. It was all about perception with him. So, yes, he wanted these guys presented as global Superstars, so that people like John Cena, The Rock, and Dave Batista could could take over freaking Hollywood, and and that's what they've done, and he's been very very successful at that. Um, I think that has to tie into with the no, we can't we can't call it what it is because wrestling has like this. Well, adaptation. it did. He should.
1: It had a a, a, a a stigma about it. That's what he was trying to avoid. But after a while, I don't know, just to to stick to that that ideology i don't think it worked i think it actually made people kind of pee them off pissed them off a
0: little bit yeah, i mean once, once wwe got to that mainstream level i think at that point it would have been like okay we can call it wrestling again right like that would have been that that should have been the end game is to make wrestling as a whole mainstream not wwe we're better than professional wrestling and i think that's where vince started to lose uh, a lot of people all right let's dive into rampage here tonight guys Uh, if you guys want to get another super chat in there uh go for it we'll try to answer them as quickly as possible uh sid your time to shine here rampage recap we open up with mox and mance warner here making his aew well his second his second match in aew he was in the dark tapings on columbus on tuesday i like this guy a lot this was a great debut match for him on television
2: he, he
1: was my neighbor in uh, in Tennessee. He, he was right down the street. His whole family, trashy family, though. No, I didn't. I didn't have anything to do with him because they wouldn't I'm have anything never. to do with my family either. We both thought each other was trash, so we avoided each other. So
2: well, this this match was right down Dutch's Alley because this felt like a one of those WWC Puerto Rican Puerto Rico type of matches that are bloody a brawl. These guys just went out there and just beat the ever loving hell out of each other. Love this matchup. This was a great brawl to start off the show to kick the show off. Hide you got your top star in John Moxley who's been tremendous since yeah. he's come back from you know from dealing with his with his issues and ever since he's become interim AEW world champion he tries to put over whoever he's in the ring with and over the last like two weeks he had a banger with Roosh on uh Dynamite last week he had a banger with uh blake christian and gcw last week and then turned around the next day had another great brawl with with el desperado and then here he just has another great matchup so yeah he put over mance warner i love the choke out victory and mance warner just passing out not tapping out great way to kick off the show
0: i i love mox like choking him out in a standing position and then just chucking his ass on the ground like he's a bag of mulch just dropped the dude straight to the ground and good on man's because he just fell like a dead body 100 percent commitment didn't put his hands up or nothing he was just pff, dead body right on the you ground know who
1: the guy reminded me of a little bit dick murdoch because he's wearing those boots and acts like he don't give a crap and but he will, when they get ready for that guy, he'll be a hell of a baby face. They will like him.
0: Yeah, I, I think TK is going to sign him up uh, pretty damn quick. Uh, somebody that he should sign up pretty damn quick is Takeshna. Uh, this guy just absolutely murdered Baby Dolph tonight uh, with, with a big-ass knee to the face. This was simple. This was effective. Uh, SP3, I think he and Claudio are going to all caps bang uh, tomorrow uh, at Battle of the Belts
2: i got friends that don't watch rampage that you, you know they've said they're not gonna watch battle of the belts anymore because the first two didn't really you know give you the type of clash of champions feel that you were looking for in front of the special but all of those friends told me they're watching this show because claudio and Takeshna is gonna kill i like this i like getting him a victory before he has the big title match yeah. on this show uh nick nemeth did what he had to do but it made Takeshna look strong him taking out Nick Nemeth, then uh, Peter Avalon. Great stuff. Uh, Dutch, does that make you want to watch the show, Takeshna versus Claudio tomorrow?
1: Well, I would like to see that. I really would. Uh, I've seen so many wrestling matches and cards in my life. You know, it, it takes something a little bit special, and I won't see the card as a whole, but that match, I would like to see that because I, I think Claudio is and this guy, They'll rip it up. They'll tear it down.
0: I do believe they filmed that match ahead of, of Rampage tonight. So
2: smartly, that was a smart move. Don't wait till after 11 p.m. to film that. They did that early on in the show. So it's probably going to be a hot crowd when we watch it tomorrow.
0: So this was double duty for Takeshna tonight, which is why this match was uh, obviously so damn short. So uh, I have heard rave reviews uh, for uh, himself and Claudio. So I'm looking forward to that match uh, tomorrow night. Uh, best friends got a promo backstage. Say that they are going for the trios titles. That makes a lot of sense. Then we got a little uh, cameo there from Dr. Danhausen, uh, And uh, not much to say there, but that was just a fun little backstage segment. Uh, Dutch. Madison Rain making uh, her uh, in-ring debut. She's been hired on as a coach in uh, AEW. You guys did cross paths back in the day. Uh, She was coming into TNA as you were going out. Uh, What do you remember about her? What do you think about uh, her being brought in as a coach in AEW?
1: She's good. I like her finish. She, She did it one time. That's the first time I've seen it. She did it to beat the girl. Then the other girl ran in and she gave it to her. Now it's over. Because it's quick, crisp, and that's the end. and the people popped to that immediately. they saw it coming. now if she can keep that alive, that will be that will be the test but I, I think uh and who came out and challenged her Jade
0: Jade Cargill, which is uh interesting different. here, Sid, because I'm sitting here and I'm going, when the hell are we getting? jade and athena or jade and
2: and chris statlander because it seems like they've put that on the back burner here for a little bit I've been trying to tell you from the beginning, they're saving Athena versus Jade for all out. So I like this little mini program that they're doing with Madison brain. You know, the challenge them first interacting on dark last night and then giving Madison rain a win here, then Jade coming out and challenging her. And this is also kind of Madison Rain's kind of like big showcase as a coach. She's the, she's the new head coach for the women's division. And she's in there with kind of like the prize student, the, Person that you know Brian Danielson and William Regal have been working with. Now she's gonna be working with the female coach in the ring on Dynamite in a prime position. Hopefully, like we saw this past week on Dynamite, they featured that in the first hour of the show because you saw the response Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm versus Britt Baker and Jamie Cater got. And that was the match of the night on Dynamite. I hope they give them the first hour and not the dead spot of 9:30, like they usually do the women yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah, that course, tag team match. That tag team match was straight all- fire on Wednesday. They're
1: going to do an all-girls show. Apparently
2: so. They um, they tr they filed a trademark for all elite women. So I don't know if that's going to be a reality show, an all woman show, a pay-per-view, but very interesting that they did that.
1: Yeah. Um, I I would like I think- go. I really do.
0: I'd like to see them do a little bit more. If, if they're gonna hold off Athena and and Jade Cargill, that's great. They're they're making sure to put Cargill on television. You got to do the same thing for Athena. I'd like to see her get a little bit more time. She had a three minute squash match on Dark this week in Columbus. Like that's really all that they did with her. I think Statlander's last televised match was like three weeks ago. Uh, Athena's last televised match was that tag team match that they had where she teamed with uh, Willow Nightingale when Layla Gray couldn't go. Um. But yeah, I'd like to see them heat up the challengers at the same time that they're keeping Jade Cargill strong because that you know you want that match to be as hot as possible. If they're going to put it in all out, so hopefully they ramp up Athena or Statlander or both uh, if they're going to do a triple threat match uh, as quickly as possible. Uh, let's go to our main events: Josh Woods, Tony Nee, Swerve, and Keith Lee. This was just fun. This this was just a, a fun street fight. First off, Swerve cuts an amazing promo uh, in the exchange, the, the pre-main event exchange. He's one of the best talkers they got in AEW. I thought the protein powder spot was really odd. That's a really weird thing for Tony Nese to do is just throw raw protein powder in his mouth in a weird, ma- just a weird thing to do. The 450 splash to break up the pin was perfectly timed by Swerve. That was an excellent spot. Smart Mark going through the table was hilarious. This, this, this was just a really fun match overall.
2: You didn't even talk about the biggest bump of the match, which Josh Woods given the German suplex yeah. on Keith Lee off the uh, apron after the super kick from Tony needs. So yeah, this, this gave you exactly what you wanted from the street fight. They weren't going to have a better brawl than what we saw in the opener with Mans Warner and John Moxley, because those two guys are expert at having, having an excellent brawl, but they gave you the weaponized type of big bump type of main event that, you know, comes to expect with the street fights i'm gonna axe aew one thing no two no two things though spread out these sp- these stipulation matches because you're doing too many in overall weeks and it starts to lose the value and two have more live rampages. This crowd and the feel of Rampage when it's live is so much better than the tape version. You, you can tell the difference even if you're not aware that it's live or not. You can tell the difference from a live Rampage to a tape Rampage.
1: I agree what he said.
0: Steven asking who will beat Swerve and Lee. I don't know who will beat them, but I I know who should beat them, and it should be the acclaimed. Uh, I think you know they're they're getting white hot as, as whenever whenever these two Swerve and Lee start button heads and somebody does the heel turn with these guys, because you know that's gonna come sooner rather than later. I think the acclaimed takes taiwan
2: It's FTR. Acclaim wow. is good where they're at. They're a good, they're a good kind of mid-card tag team. Eventually, yeah, they expect to get it, but the next champions need to be FTR.
1: Uh They are Where have they been? They they they've
2: been actually kind of recovering from their five-star classic with the briscoes at death before dishonor. I know uh, Dax Harwood has a labrum issue. He also has been beaten up after that matchup. So I think they've been rusting up since then.
0: They actually came out uh, in Columbus uh, five minutes before airtime on Wednesday and cut a promo for the live crowd saying they wanted to perform, but Tony Khan told them they had to take another week off um and they said all right fine we'll take another week off but you're giving us a damn live mic so we can go out here and address the crowd uh in columbus which was a great babyface promo they love doing that shit they love doing the babyface promos because it's really the first time that they've ever uh had the chance to to do them so uh they should be back in action sometime Uh, next week unless they were working the uh, live crowd that is uh rollin curtis asked, or uh, with another statement here you guys might be right uh later on but i disagree for now jay uh, said roman has two titles usos have four if you don't start pulling your weight you're gonna we'll take the shirt i think sammy will pursue both mid-card titles and that might they they could do both honestly i I, i don't mind that if sammy goes out there and gets his ass whooped by gunther and then gets his ass whooped by Lashley or or Ciampa, I do think there's a legitimate chance that Ciampa takes that US title on Monday. Um, I could see him doing both, and I could see him getting his ass whooped in both matches, losing both matches. They rip the shirt off of him, they beat the crap out of him, and then Kevin Owens can enter the picture. They could absolutely uh do that. Uh
1: book it. book it. Book it. Don't think, don't even keep thinking about it. Just book it. Let's go.
0: Uh, connecting people through wrestling, asking uh, thoughts about seeing Mick, Brett, and Taker at Ric Flair's final match. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. Uh, Undertaker definitely had that, no, I think I'll stay retired look on his face uh, while (laughs) watching Ric Flair wrestle. But other than that, I thought it was great seeing all those guys there. Sure, why not? Any thoughts, gentlemen?
1: I think Undertaker was a little bit... Rick should have been embarrassed, part of it. I think uh, Undertaker was a little bit embarrassed for him. And like I've I've, I've said, I don't know who put this match together, but Rick did way, way too much. I mean, I know it was his going, but it's a vanity. I've called it before. It's a vanity project. So he wanted to go out, and that's why he wanted to go out. So he did, and now it's over. And like I said last week, when's his next one? He's working this week, actually, in Puerto Rico. With Andrade, so but he's not he's not wrestling, yeah. he's man. But he'll end up in the ring doing wow. something, believe me.
0: Uh, how much uh, SP three? How much money did that make? I know it made
2: a crap
0: ton of money.
1: Four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, four hundred forty-eight
2: thousand dollars. Uh, the second the second highest uh kind of live gate for an independent show since All In in two thousand eighteen.
0: Rick wins in the end. Uh, all right, guys. We appreciate everybody who tuned in. I'm going to cap this at an hour and one minute before uh, I get we get yelled at again. Uh, we did go into overtime this week. Had a lot to talk about. And hopefully that's going to be the case moving forward. Give us interesting stuff to talk about.
1: That's well, all I, I ask. When I made my phone call this week to WWE and AEW, I said, give us some good stuff. And we'll, we'll praise the show. But I said, hard to praise some of that stuff. This, and they, this paid, they sent me some money, and, you know, they tried to bribe me, but did I take it? No, I can't do that. No, you're like
0: Jeff Jarrett. You know, you call it right down the middle. You're objective. You know, you, don't do. you don't do it. Yes, absolutely. So we'll see you on Dynamite next week. That's what you're saying. I'll be there. Right. That's what I thought.
1: showed up. You say, that son of a – he didn't even tell us.
0: I was going to say, if you're showing up on Dynamite, you better give us a damn scoop.
1: Jesus. <laughs> All right, guys.
0: Enjoy your weekend. Thanks for everybody who tuned in. Thanks for all the super chats. Thanks for everybody who chimed in. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Hopefully two more good shows. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. We the people.